0: Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 103.9
1: LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, former homicide detective, New York City homicide detective, uh, and uh, well-respected man around town. You've seen him in a lot of documentaries on, uh, on all types of subjects. Certainly Lisk, the Long Island serial killing and uh hawkshaw is uh, is his uh, is his nickname as i hope it's all right peter to give that out yeah give, no, it's not like claw kent and and superman but uh peter fiorello is our oh, right, very special yeah. guest and uh, this man is knows his way around crime he worked on the zodiac killing and uh, and you know on that case while he was a new york city detective and uh, just just a great great career as a law enforcement man, and we're going to ask him about some of his experiences out here post-retirement, once he retired. Peter Fiorello, how are you? Fine, thank you. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me on. Well, listen, thrilled to have you. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is uh, is the DA, the current DA that we have here, he's embattled, um, Tim Sinney, he's uh, he's gotten himself in hot water with the Volva letter, and he's uh, getting himself in hot water by saying he was the man who took down MS-13, and of course, we know he didn't take down, he didn't, he didn't charge them with any murders or, or manslaughter or any serious felonies, but he also promised He promised that he was gonna be uh, open and, and transparent, and one of the reasons we believed maybe he would is he set up like these town hall meetings and there were, there were seven of them that, was, that were promised to, to happen, and uh, I don't think he got through two of them, or maybe he got through two of them. Maybe you're one of the reasons he didn't. You asked him some questions he was uncomfortable with, but uh, give us an assessment of what happened, and is it accurate, is that the accurate count? He, he promised seven, ended up doing two. Correct. Yeah. Give us an idea of what was supposed to happen at these meetings.
0: Well, he was going to tell the the audience of the great work that he was doing, and and, and for that particular that particular uh, night, I uh, I was about ten fifteen minutes late, and he was the middle, he was in the middle of uh, touting his conviction integrity unit, and I after he he gave his his talk, and I believe he knew who I was, but he denied it initially. Uh, I started. I told him that I went to his office. I wanted to speak to an assistant DA about a case. And I was told that I, I needed an appointment. And I said, okay, give me an appointment. And the young fellow at the desk says, well, you have to make that at the precinct, which is the fourth precinct, which is right there where his office is. And he said, well, why do you do that for us? I don't know. He's your guy. I went there. And they looked at me like I had two heads, and they made a couple of phone calls for me. And they didn't know why he sent me over there. So I continued with the talk, and I said, I'm talking about a particular case. that I, I said, you know who I am and what this is all about? And he said, I'm afraid I don't. And I said, but there's a, there's a particular case where the three principal people that were involved in this wrongful conviction— uh, 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 they were the ones that lied, and one of them is getting out of jail as we speak. Uh, can I say who? Yeah, was, uh, Jimmy, oh, Jimmy, Burke, uh, right? uh, Jimmy Burke. was getting out of jail, and the uh, the other one is going to go on on trial in federal court in November, and he's going to get convicted. I mean, that was my my conviction. And the fellow that's going to testify against them is already been pled guilty to uh, to uh, uh, lie. Which essentially what they all did. in My case, the case that I was referring to, without mentioning names, is is uh, uh, they lied throughout. I mean, that was the that was the well, Spoda,
1: You were referring to Spoda, were you not? Oh, Spoda and, and Hickey and, and, and Lieutenant and, Hickey. And,
0: and and Jim Hickey. Now they're all convicted fellows. Ironically, when uh, when uh, uh, Spoda appealed, the department appealed, they called Hickey a liar. But they had no problem using him in this case. Follow me? So we went on and on and on, and, um, and um, he gave me uh, Justin Myers, said he wanted to talk to me, and we set up an arrangement to talk. But after five or six times, they came around with the saying that um, – Uh, that I had to file certain papers. So that's uh, filing the papers. You know who I am. You should be calling me, not me calling you. But uh yeah, yeah, I mean
1: l- l- Let me bring up l- let me bring up one point. First of all, uh Tim Sinney was being disingenuous when he said he didn't know who you were. I was there when uh one time when you were talking to him and you had a kind of an at length conversation. And by the way, once we get through all of this, we we've got to do extensive work on the case that you're talking about. And oh, and, and it whatever. is it is unbelievable. Uh, mm-hmm. What this man has, and, and and it involved Jimmy Burke, it involved uh, Tom Spota, and and uh, it involved cover-ups, and it involved all kinds of things. But it is uh, it is something that we won't wrap our head around now. But we we will no, get I back either. to it, Peter. But uh, yes. but Tim Sinney was being disingenuous. He remembered you. I'm sure he remembered you. He, oh, I'm yes. sure he, I, I remember him handing you a card and saying, "Please call me. Let's follow up on this."
0: Yeah, we did. And, and in fact, I think I mentioned to him at that, uh, at that hearing, uh, he says, um, uh, I have your card in my pocket. You said, let's have lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I said, do you want to see it? So yep. he didn't answer. So we went on with that, and I sat, when I, when I left the microphone, I went to, I sat down with Justin Myers, and we're going to talk. We should explain who Justin
1: but, Myers is. That's his. That's his. Uh, his what? Um, his public relations of, guy. His, oh, it's his chief of staff.
0: Yeah, right? I, that, he,
1: no law yeah. enforcement experience, but chief of staff.
0: I think he was also one of them when he was police commissioner he was uh, now Justin Myers has no law enforcement experience I think he's the second the second highest paid official in city's office but he has no law enforcement experience
1: he's got nothing Amazing.
0: I was there he was touting he was telling everybody what a great job he did with the Keith Bush case and Keith Bush had been arrested 44 years earlier he was let out of jail t- 10 years before that that meeting so he was, uh, and they took this case as a wrongful conviction, and they exonerated him. And Newsday covered it extensively. Uh, I mean, pages and pages of stuff. And although I, although I always believed that Bush was innocent, uh, there was nothing in that article that could convince me that he was. Just nothing in there. And what he did was that he recruited a former assistant DA from Manhattan and showcased her as one of the lead two assistant DAs that would investigate this case, which led to the exoneration.
1: Right. Who, who was that? Do you know the name? Yes, the name was um,
0: a nice girl, by the way Amanda Gow.
1: Yeah, a nice she, woman, right? I mean people yeah, no, old school, right? I'm sure she's not well, she's not that old, you yeah. know, she's
0: about forty-ish. And you know, there was nothing particular about her background, uh, that she was a star or something. But, you know, she lived in Brooklyn and she was making that trek into, into uh, Suffolk County to work on this case. And she was touted she she did it and this other fella did it. This guy Masters. And they did it, and they were heralded as the heroes. The only problem was, is that my way I saw it, was that she was, is the wife of the New York Times reporter who was bashing the hell out of Suffolk County, uh, DA's office, during the, the Burke case. I mean, he wrote some scathing articles. His name is Joe Goldstein. A great guy, a great reporter. But by hiring her, he was conflicted out of ever writing anything again.
1: So that way, wait, wait Joe Goldstein's, the writer from the from the Times, was yes. uh, it is the the husband of Amanda Gatz. Gown. Gown, I'm sorry. Gown and and she was put on the case and by doing that Tim Sinney uh conflicted him out. So instead of him uh smashing and, and bashing um Suffolk County, uh he was conflicted and he couldn't write about it anymore.
0: And he didn't. And I know that because he apologized to me because he said if you found this out by yourself, you know, you'd be pissed off at me. And I said, Well, <laughs> Maybe so. I mean, I thought it was very honorable for him to do that. Yeah, for and, sure. and but maybe maybe it bothered him. But he says, "I'm conflicted. I can't write anything about Suffolk County, you know, in that vein." Anyway. And if anybody who checks his articles, if they Google him, Joseph Goldstein, and see his, I mean, is, and he was on a couple of TV shows, one right after I was on the killing season. I mean, he destroyed it. And now, you know, Newsday is Newsday. But the New York Times writes about something. It takes on a whole different complexion.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. And by the way, Newsday has been very kind to Ciney. Uh, Tim Ciney rescues a kitten from the tree, and and it's front page news. I mean, they, they've they been very, very kind. And they haven't called him out on anything at this point. No. Steve Ballone as well. It's just an extension of their relationship with Steve Ballone. The only people calling out Tim Ciney uh, is myself and my two colleagues here on LI News Radio, and that's Jay Oliver in the morning, and he does a great job. And, uh, and he, he tells it like it is. And, and also Tom Shalero is uh, on from 12 to 2 right before us. And, and Tom Chalero, uh, covers, uh t- covers Tim Sinney. And he'll, he'll call him out when he disagrees with him. And he'll uh, praise him when he thinks he does something right. But quite frankly, it's, it's much more of calling him out now. Uh, they've lived a very charmed life, Steve Ballone and, and Tim Sinney. Prior to this, but let me just remind folks. They always, uh, yeah. Su-
0: Su- yeah, Suffolk always seems to en- uh, enjoy a charmed life when it comes to Newsday. They just don't like to be it. B- I mean, the the the, the 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 reporter who's an excellent reporter, Tom Mayer, who wrote that extensive article. I mean, took up pages. Uh, you know, all of a sudden he's he's on their team.
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, now.
1: He originally Mr. was, now, let me, before you continue, let me remind folks who they're listening to. If you're just turning on your radio Error. or turning uh, t- turning into us, turning on the station a little late, you're listening to Peter Fiorello, former homicide detective out of New York City and uh, Hawkshaw on uh, on so many of the uh, the different sites out there and web sleuths uh, who, who do a great job and The Killing Season, which was terrific, and Peter was featured in there. I thought he stole the show, to be honest with you, and that's the first time I heard of him and, and had to get in touch with him after that. Uh, Peter Fiorello, a former homicide detective, is our very special guest, Frank McKay, here with Peter. Having, having said all of that, uh, does it seem to you does it seem to you that Tim Sinney has been very apprehensive to criticize Burke or or Spoda or or who what have you, and is the reason because there's so much influence in his office uh right. from uh from those two men. I mean, Burke has a tremendous influence in that office and Tom Spoda. Uh, you know, you, you might make the argument that he's just a younger version of Tom Spoda.
0: Oh, he is. Except, ex, ex, except he looks trustworthy, which makes him even, even more dangerous than than Spoda Because you know, for a long time, people knew what kind of a man he really was, and it took all these years to explore. I've been, I I have been bashing him for fourteen years on the internet every day Spoda, relentlessly that because is. Spoda. But, yeah, well, him and Burke, I said they're criminals. I call them criminals, but you know. Uh,
1: and uh, they can't and, sue you for that one now because they're both convicted of well, felonies. Are. Uh, you were you came early to the party and one of the, the reasons is is because you saw it happen up close but uh, i what is it uh, you know what is it about burke that steve ballone um who appointed him I and mean, steve ballone Where? appointed jimmy burke to be the police chief no one else it was, uh, it was Steve Ballone, Steve Ballone alone. And for 15 months, Tim Sinney was his boss as the uh, deputy uh, county executive uh, in charge of public safety. So he could have fired him or disciplined. Neither Ballone nor Tim Sinney uh, blinked an eye at. Uh, at Jimmy Burke, after he, he beat Chris Loeb and uh, while he was in handcuffs, while he was a witness, a, you know, a guy with substance abuse problems, you would think that he would immediately get fired or he would get uh, get suspended. Uh, what do you believe? And I'm asking you to speculate, I yeah. guess okay. But yeah, it's all yeah, we could really do. But what? why is Tim Sinney so frightened to death about Jimmy Burke? Is he in league with Jimmy Burke? Is he afraid of Does Jimmy Burke have something on him?
0: Always oh, got something on him. In my opinion. I mean, nobody acts this way, and, and and even Spoda doesn't act this way. The way he protected him, I mean, you know, it said there's two thousand pages of of, of, of of internal affairs reports. <laughs> that, uh, against Jimmy Burke. I mean, how do you, how do you hire this guy? Is he crazy to, to put this guy in here? Cause he's got something on him. This is what this whole thing is always, he's the, he was the J Edgar Hoover of the, uh, of the Suffolk County police department. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah he had something. This was his goal is to gather information on people and threaten them. That This has always been my opinion. Something is wrong. And I know this firsthand from the case that I was involved in. I says, nobody lies like this or creates these lies unless, that, unless these people have so much on them that they would, they would risk their careers. And by the way, guess what? I, I turned out to be right. You know, there's there, there's a form of a very high, I'm not going to mention his name, I think he's a nice guy, who told me many times, he says, you were way above the curve right from the beginning. He says, nobody listened to you. And I told him, including you. <laughs> and and, and he's just like, he shook his head. As I told you, they were going to follow you. And I told them they were after you just from the chatter that I was reading on the blog boards. I said, you're going to go down. Wash yourself. And of course he did go down and we don't have to mention his name. Cause like I said, he's a decent fellow. Uh, he's just trying to stay out of the limelight, but, but, but it's all that, uh, but uh, this guy, what makes him so dangerous, Ciney, is that everybody, you know, he's he looks like he could come in with short pants tomorrow in you know, Arizona.
1: I mean, he looks like the you know the the kid. He looks like a he looks like a kid he looks just like a kid.
0: Yeah, and we don't know about that. Be my opinion. I know why he's there. He's there because Malone's Best friend, childhood friend, you know who that is.
1: Strikoff, Bobby Strikoff,
0: Strikoff, who was supposed to be prosecuted by, by Spoda for stealing at least $150,000. I,
1: I think it was more like 250000
0: I think it's even more, but I'm saying the numbers that were used, they stole $150,000. And for some reason, Spoda didn't want to get involved in that. Because Schaefer gave it to him, to, but he didn't want to get involved, so he 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 punted to the the state elections board, and that woman up there, whoever runs, I forget what her name is.
1: Reza, uh was it Risa Silva? Uh, uh, yeah, Silva. You know,
0: I re- whatever it was, but I read the report. She says, "Go ahead and prosecute him. <laughs> you, you got a case there," and he didn't. So now, and Spota would prosecute you would think he would because belong had come out against him and said he should resign but he didn't for some reason but now there's going to be another da and there had to be a da in place that belong could guarantee that he would not prosecute strickoff and he never has
1: yeah and that's he Tim never Simmons.
0: has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tim City. Did off do this? I don't know, but I'm telling you what the charges were, and that case just fell off over on the side. So everybody needs somebody else. They all got something on on each other, and it's a, it's a never-ending cycle. Yeah, Uh it's terrible. Uh, Terrible, situation. but 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 the thing the thing that we, we started with, he never, as far as I know, and I'm 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 99 sure I'm right. He never had another town hall meeting after that, and that was the second one of seven. He was going to go into each uh, territory of of a police precinct, and, you know, get a school or whatever, and have a session. And that was the end. That was that was the end because I confronted him on camera. It uh, was some video thing, and We can't seem to get it right, but it's there. I mean, I remember what what uh, you know what I said what he said, and uh, that was it. Hey, hey before,
1: it. we're we're coming up on a, on a break here, and this will be end of part part one. But I hope hopefully we can keep you on for a part two after we we leave the audience but and then an air in the uh, in the future but uh one quick point about this we started out talking about tim sinney's uh idea of transparency which is a joke i mean he's anything yeah. but but transparent but uh, it was probably your questioning that uh, that stopped him from uh, from having the the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh uh, town hall meeting, which I don't think he's ever going back to. Especially now, since we've been doing Lisk, and he's scared stiff of that. And you could see him uh, getting giving harder sentences to these drug dealers that he let out. He's the one who let them out, and they, uh, of course. Uh, uh, are responsible for six overdose, six folks dying, dying because of the incompetence, really, of of Tim Sinney. Uh, personally, he's got blood on his hands once again. Uh, the Valva letter is disgusting. You know, the fundraising Valva letter, but. Before you go, let's let's give the other man. There was a man, and I spoke to him, and he was at those, uh, those Cine town hall meetings, and he and Cine got into it. Just, uh, let's give him proper credit. What was his name? Do you remember?
0: Oh, you mean the
1: man who had the taping? Yeah. He, he yeah, recorded uh, it. Uh, we'll uh, Kevin Kevin Gironde. Kevin Girondi right he was another guy right. who, he, he, he who,
0: had some he had some other complaint with city not prosecuting something, and he was very much harmed i think I think his brother was uh, Part of his brother was a new york city cop that wrong, that allegedly wronged him and he wanted to bring that out i never could quite understand the whole thing but he was out of he was, i think he's a carpenter or electrician but yeah, he he's an really electrician understand.
1: and yeah and sinny wanted nothing to do with his questions either no he, if, he he, if, he kind if. of um, what do you call it, filibustered almost just to run out the time sinny uh, and he just i kind of embarrassed himself from what oh was he, was like
0: right na- he was down right there he was down right there Keep your
1: yeah, so that was Kevin Gironde yeah. yeah, Certainly worth credit You know, he's uh, he's become an activist And we'll talk to him as well Peter, uh, keep your thought uh, I want to thank you very much for being here This is the end of part one With Peter Fiorello, uh, New York City Homicide detective extraordinaire He's retired, but he's uh, He's really not retired He's still he's still stirring it up And, and, and calling him out But he was very early on the uh, On the point With, uh, with Tom Spoda and Jimmy Burke and and McPartland and all of these guys, uh, calling them out very, very early. We'll get into his case that he knows uh, quite a bit about um, and knows everything about uh, as as we move on and you'll be blown away when we can kind of verbalize that for you. But Peter, thank you very much for being here happy to be here Peter Fiorello everyone homicide detective Peter Fiorello talking about these town hall meetings that were stopped short by Tim Sinney he had two of them two very embarrassing ones uh, where he you know he basically humiliated himself uh, with that he couldn't handle the uh, questions from the I think he thought it was going to be a love fest or whatever and and some pretty basic questions were asked of him and he just he just wasn't equipped you uh, know uh, mentally emotionally to handle it uh frank mckay signing off again peter fiorello homicide detective uh retired homicide detective hawkshaw uh has been our very special guest frank mckay signing off we'll see you all next time on breaking it down